0: In the cool of the evening, when everything is getting kind of groovy, I call you up and ask you if you'd like to go and see a movie. First, you say no, you've got some plans for the night, and then you stop and say, all right, love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. You always keep me guessing. I never seem to know what you are thinking. And if a fella looks at you, it's for sure your little eye will be a winking. I get confused because I don't know where I stand. And then you smile and hold my hand. Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. If you decide someday to stop this little game that you are playing, I'm going to tell you all what my heart's been dying to be saying. Just like a ghost, you've been a haunting my dreams, so I'll propose on Halloween. Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. Hi, everybody. Happy Halloween, and welcome to the Better Than Before podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm Tony Richards, your master coach, and coming up today on the program, I have my quote that I'm pondering this week for you. I'll run down the national days of celebration. We got a lot to celebrate from now through next Monday over the next week. And I also will be uh, giving you the highlights of the leadership book of the month, Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. I promised you that last week. So I have my notes for you and I'm willing to share those right here today on the program. Are you looking forward to Halloween I mean, I've seen a lot of pictures on social media. People are already, they've been having Halloween get togethers because Halloween's on a Tuesday. They've been getting together all weekend and doing Halloween themed parties. And people are dressing up like the Super Mario Brothers this Halloween for some reason. I mean, I've seen lots of Super Mario Brothers costumes on social media. One was pretty impressive. I saw Gilligan and Ginger on my Facebook this past weekend. And what are you doing for Halloween? I guess if you got kids, that adds to the fun of it. You're taking them out, doing their candy gathering. And man, it's Halloween's tonight and I don't have my candy yet. I need to go and fill up my plastic pumpkin so Oreo and I can greet the little kiddos when they come to our door tonight. So here's the quote for this week. An intellectual is a person who says a simple thing in a difficult way. An artist is a person who says a difficult thing in a simple way. Charles Bukowski. And I love old Charlie for saying that. An artist. I must be an artist. A person who says a difficult thing in a simple way. Well, the days of celebration for this next week. Today, of course, Tuesday, October 31st, is Halloween. It's also Reformation Day. It's Girl Scout Founders Day. It's National Magic Day. For all you magicians out there, it's also, for you comedians, it's National Knock-Knock Joke Day. So if you know a good knock-knock joke, maybe you can go out in your Halloween costume tonight. You can knock on someone's door. You can give them a good knock-knock joke and... Well, but they'll give you an extra Snickers or something, and it should be for Halloween. It's National Caramel Apple Day today, Wednesday, November the first is Prime Meridian Day. It's Day of the Dead. I don't know if you've ever seen. I'm trying to remember which James. It's the new James Bond, or now I guess it's been he's been James Bond for a while. It's the latest. Maybe I should say that the latest James Bond. In one of those movies, it opens with the Day of the Dead in Mexico City with the big parade and the huge characters and costumes and the parade in Mexico City. That's just amazing. And I'm sure the movie doesn't even capture what it's like to be there for the real thing. But it's the Day of the Dead on November 1st. It's also All Saints Day. It's Autistics Speaking Day, National Biologics Coordinators Day. It's World Vegan Day, National Cinnamon Day. National Calzone Day, it's National Stress Awareness Day, National Brush Day, it's National Deep Fried Clams Day, National Cook for Your Pets Day, National Family Literacy Day, National Authors Day, and National Vinegar Day. Thursday, November the 2nd, it's National Doge Day, it's All Souls Day, National Cashback Day, If you're from the state of Ohio, you need to celebrate on Thursday, November 2nd, because it's National Ohio Day. It's National Men Make Dinner Day. I do that every night. It's National Broadcast Traffic Professionals Day. Now, when I saw this, I didn't know if they meant the people in broadcasting that report the traffic, but the person who schedules the commercials And where the commercials are supposed to go in the various programs and shows, that person is the traffic coordinator and traffic professional. And they're the person who does the traffic for the station. So whether you're the broadcast, uh, here's the situation on Broadway, we've got light traffic today and blah, 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 or your person that schedules commercials, Who cares? Celebrate. It's National Broadcast Traffic Professionals Day. And you learned something today, too. It's also National Deviled Egg Day on Thursday. On Friday, November the 3rd, it's One Health Day. It's World Jellyfish Day. It's National Jersey Day. Now, this is not the state. This is the one where you put on the jersey, you know, like the sports shirt, the uniform. National Jersey Uniform Day. It's also National Housewife Day, and on Friday, it's only appropriate, National Sandwich Day. So there you go for lunch. Saturday, November the 4th, it's National Play Outside Day. It's National Bison Day. I was on a retreat a couple of weekends ago down in Branson, and we went to uh, Big Cedar at the Top of the Rock restaurant, and they had a bison burger. I think they might have had a bison steak. Also on the menu, you're seeing that more and more and more where bison is on the menu in the restaurants. But it's National Bison Day on Saturday, November 4th. It's also National Candy Day. Now, you'd think that would be on Halloween, but it's not. It's on November the 4th. It's also National Chicken Lady Day, whatever that that might be. Make up whatever you want. Sunday, November 5th, is World Tsunami Awareness Day. Not something we necessarily have to concern ourselves with too much here in the U.S., but if you're going on vacation, but you all you want to think about the people who have to deal with that sort of thing who live on islands and on the coasts of various countries that have the tsunamis, it's World Tsunami Awareness Day. National Love Your Red Hair Day. Sunday is the National Donut Day, and also coming up this Sunday, November 5th, Daylight Savings Time will be over. Yes, this coming weekend will be the weekend where we fall back an hour. So we're going to turn those clocks back. Don't forget to do that, by the way, when you go to bed Saturday night. And, you know, what's nice about the iPhone is it does it for me. I don't have to do it. But if you've got an alarm clock in your bedroom, don't forget to set that puppy back an hour before you go to bed. You get an extra hour this weekend. Monday, November 6th, it's Color the World Orange Day. So if you're an orange color fan, you go to town on Monday, November 6th. Do it all. Color the World Orange. It's National Saxophone Day. And also Monday, November 6th is world national nachos day for all you nacho lovers. Okay. I finished the Elon Musk book and it's our leadership book of the month for October. And yeah, I know I'm getting it in here on the last day, but man, this is 615 page book, just tremendously enjoyable. I mean, I've talked about this before, but we have new listeners who always listen to the podcast who haven't listened before. So I shall repeat this for this particular book. I love biographies because in my work as an executive coach, I have to be a master of several different types of topics. One of the most important ones, though, is just people and people behavior and why people do what they do, how they do what they do, and those sorts of things. And one of the things that really helps me and that I love is to read biographies and read the lives of people. You can gain so much knowledge by just studying people. And Walter Isaacson writes his biographies specifically about the people who are trying to be world changers he's written about benjamin franklin he's written about albert einstein he's written about leonardo da vinci and of course one of his most famous biographies was the steve jobs book he has one out also that is going to be coming up on my reading list pretty soon about the female scientist who invented the CRISPR technology, which is the DNA splicing and gene editing technology. My niece was in that biological class down in Houston, Texas. So that's something that's pretty interesting to me. And so that's coming up on my list. But Walter writes very thorough biographies about these world-changing folks and so he's got this latest book out about Elon Musk and as I mentioned it's 615 pages it's extremely thorough I think he spent two and a half years with Elon Musk and so it's a comprehensive biography it delves deeply into the life and career of one of the most influential figures in technology and entrepreneurship that we have in the world today and part of A very important component and part of what makes up a person's behavior and why they do what they do and how they do it and those types of things is their life experiences and their work experiences. And so in the book, I learned all about his growing up years, his early school years, his migration and immigration to the United States his involvement in several high-profile business ventures, including Zip2, PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, and one of his newest and latest, Neuralink. And so it's a really in-depth book. I had to spend several evenings reading, and that's good. You don't need to be watching TV all the time. You need to spend some time reading. And for these longer books, for some of you, it might be beneficial to get the audio book so you can listen But the cool thing about it is reading, especially an in-depth book like this and a longer book, it causes your focus to grow because uh, focus takes energy. And so you learn to regulate your energy as you're reading. Some of you who have trouble staying focused with a book, it's because your energy runs out quickly. But back to my topic, Elon Musk is 52 years old. In my mind, I had this picture of Walter Isaacson, who's 71, hanging out with Elon Musk, who's 52. And I was just in my mind there a couple of times where I just kind of chuckled about what their time together must have been like. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was learning about Elon Musk as a child and He grew up in South Africa. He was born to a Canadian mother and South African father. He was a very avid reader from a very young age. He read a lot of science fiction, and he read a lot of encyclopedia books. He was infatuated with computers at a very young age. He taught himself computer programming at a very young age. His parents got divorced when he was a preteen. And that was a very pivotal moment, as it would be in any child's life. And it caused him to be more independent. It instilled a sense of being independent and on his own quicker than maybe in some others' lives whose parents did not split when they were young. When he was growing up in South Africa, a schoolyard bully stomped on his head. And it injured him to the point where he required a lot of corrective surgery. He used to get punched in the nose quite a bit. His dad, whose name was Errol, Errol Musk, took the side of the bully and just verbally assaulted Elon for almost an hour. Quoting Elon in the book, he says he yelled at me and called me an idiot and told me that I was just worthless. When he was 12 years old, he learned an important lesson when he was at a wilderness survival camp. If someone bullied me, Elon said, I could punch them very hard in the nose and they wouldn't bully me ever again. He moved to Canada for his early college years and he transferred to the University of Pennsylvania in the U.S. His goal was to be where cutting edge technology and venture capital coexisted. In the book, Isaacson delves into how much Elon spent in as far as time in university was less about his formal education and more about nurturing his ambitious dreams, which ranged from renewable energy to space exploration, space exploration. You know, reading this book, I mean, Elon Musk's dad was, was a scary guy. He compares his father in the book who he doesn't speak with anymore, to Jekyll and Hyde. He might be bright and jolly one minute, but darkly frightening the next. He says that Errol Musk spins fantasies he seems to believe, embraces bizarre conspiracy theories, has made and lost fortunes in his lifetime, and is addicted to high drama and has a peculiar love life. Musk's mother, who was the model, May Musk, fears that her son will become like his father. And by the way, for an age comparison, Musk's 52 is mom's 75. Now, while he has not been formally diagnosed, Musk's mother says he has Asperger's, and she believes that he does. The term Asperger's, which was once used to describe someone with autism spectrum disorder disorder, who has strong intellectual abilities is no longer used by the autism community, by the way. He does seem to display some characteristics associated with autism spectrum disorders. And in the book, it's suggested that he is bad at picking up on social cues. And if you've ever seen him interviewed, you go to YouTube and watch an Elon Musk interview and you'll know what we're talking about. There are long silences. He processes information very slowly. So if you're a person who wants a ping-pong, bang-bang conversation, Elon Musk would drive you insane. He says, it was only by reading books that I began to learn that people did not always say what they really meant. His management style is kind of interesting. One of the aspects that the book discusses is his management style. He's known for setting extraordinarily high expectations for his teams. His leadership has been both praised for its vision and criticized for being overly demanding. He's very hands-on. He often delves into minute technical details isaacson also doesn't shy away from discussing the controversies that have followed musk including his use of social media and sometimes his abrasive behavior some interesting names that he has chosen for his 10 children that's right he has 10 kids with his first wife justine he has five kids vivian jenna griffin kai saxon and damian With his friend, Siobhan Zillis, an executive at his company, Neuralink, he has two more kids, Strider and Azure, and he doesn't have any children with Tallulah Riley, who married and divorced him two times. One of the reasons I wanted to read the book was I wanted to learn more about SpaceX, and I also was interested in Tesla. I haven't invested in any one of those companies. so I haven't done a ton of research on them, but I think they're interesting. And so in the book, Walter meticulously details SpaceX and Tesla. I learned more than I would ever want to know about both of them. SpaceX must aim was to reduce the cost of space travel to make life interplanetary. In other words, so we could go live other places besides the Earth. And the company faced early failures, but eventually succeeded in launching rockets at a fraction of traditional cost. Yeah, that's another thing that if you read this book, it will kind of pee you off, or it did me, thinking about all the money that our United States government wasted in the NASA program and then told us that they couldn't launch any more space programs because it was too costly. Well, duh. I mean, here Elon Musk is doing it at 25% of the cost that NASA had to have to do it. So you think there was some waste there? Yes. Tesla aimed to revolutionize the automotive industry by producing electric vehicles. Despite a lot of skepticism, and I'll admit I was an early skeptic of EVs, And some other challenges, Tesla has managed to produce cars like the Roadster, the Model S, and the Model X, setting new standards for EVs. And I got to tell you, I got a newfound respect for Tesla and for Elon after reading the book specifically in this area. Have you seen one of those new Tesla cars? I mean, pretty attractive. Very attractive. And also, I mean, he's got the market cornered as far as recharging. I mean, he's got the entire Tesla recharging network set up. So if you have an electric car, you're going to charge it at a recharging station that is owned by Elon's company. He was not exactly happy just a couple years ago in 2021 when he became the richest man on earth. When Tesla stock went from $25 a share in late 2019 to $260 on January 7th, 2021, his wealth hit $190 billion, with a B, surpassing the fortune of the previous richest human, Jeff Bezos, who was the founder of Amazon. He just couldn't let himself enjoy the moment, Musk's sister-in-law, Christiana Musk, told Walter Isaacson in the book he was throwing up and stricken with excruciating stomach pain the whole day well his more recent ventures called neuralink and that company's aim is to develop brain computer interfaces In the book, Isaacson explains that Musk's interest in the technology stems from his concerns about artificial intelligence and the existential risks it could pose to humanity down the road. While it's still in the early stages, Neuralink represents Elon Musk's commitment to tackling grand challenges. And I want to learn more about that because that's pretty intriguing. One thing it was pretty evident is – Elon Musk likes to play with fire when forbidden to play with fire. As a child, he lit a box full of batches. He once floored his $100 million McLaren sports car, flipping it and flying it into the air, risking death for himself and passenger Peter Thiel, another billionaire entrepreneur who refused to wear a seatbelt. Both survived unscathed. Amber Heard, the actress whose marriage with Johnny Depp sparked lawsuits and whose affair with Musk was also fiery, told us in the book that Elon loves fire and sometimes it burns him. Also, one of the things I learned about Elon Musk was his impulsive actions are sometimes bad for his business. After Musk loaned Ukrainian communications satellites to help resist Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Pentagon offered $145 million to support that effort, but there was backlash on Twitter. So he angrily tweeted out, the hell with it. We'll just keep funding Ukraine government for free. When he abruptly unplugged Twitter's computer servers and sent them from California to Oregon, it destabilized Twitter for two whole months and caused a meltdown, while he was hosting a Twitter Spaces event with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Finally, I will just say that, does he have regrets? I couldn't quite figure it out. So in the book, here's what I've got from it. He had a quote. He says, and this is a quote to his sister-in-law, Christiana Musk. My main regret is how often I stab myself in the thigh with a fork, how often I shoot my own feet, and stabbed myself in the eye but when walter isaacson asked him about regrets in the book musk quoted a line from his favorite movie gladiator are you not entertained overall i really thoroughly as i do with every walter isaacson biography i love this book it further demonstrated and reinforced my belief that how you grow up the things that happen to you along the way in life They all shape a person's behavior, their motivations, their thought processes, their goals, their dreams, all those things. And so my point here is if you want to be an outstanding manager and leader, you've got to be an expert in studying people because people are what move the world. People are what get the job done or don't get the job done. And the more you can learn about people, the better manager, leader, coach, advisor, mentor you can be. And in 615 pages, I learned a whole lot about Elon Musk and I understand him. So when I see him now on television or I see him in video or I read about him, I kind of understand what his driving forces are and what his intentions are and why he's doing the things he's doing. And for me, that's pretty satisfying. I would recommend this book if you're interested in such things or you're interested in Elon Musk. Everything you could ever want to know is in there. Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. That's our leadership book of the month for October 2023. Well, that's our show here on the C-Suite Radio Network this week. We download the show to you every Tuesday, and we give you a brand new show every week. You can follow me on Twitter, X and Elon Musk Enterprise, at Tony Richards 4 You can also go to my website, ClearVisionDevelopment.com, where we have all our episodes better than before over six years' worth. I also have 20 years' worth of leadership management and business writing. They're in the leadership blog category. And there's a video library of some videos I've done in the past that can help you as well. Special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week here on the C-Suite Radio Network on the Better Than Before show, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you of the most important thing. Everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards.